This podcast is presented to you by Pastor Stormy Swan and Faith Christian Family Church in Lubbock, Texas. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com. All right, if you got your Bible, and if you need a Bible, I'm going to put the squeeze on our ushers, get your hand up. But if you, if you got your Bible, go with me to Proverbs chapter 21. Proverbs 21. Now, this is our 10th week on Wednesday nights that we've been talking about different aspects of the Word of God. Remember, for the first weeks, we talked about the significance of the Word of God in our life. i got to get a hold of the Word of God. You know, in uh, Romans 10, 17, it says, Faith come by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. The only way I'm going to get faith is to hear the Word of God. Then we jumped in, remember, as far as, as renewing our mind to the Word of God. The Lord said there through the Apostle Paul in Romans 12, too, He said, Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of our mind to what? The Word of God. And the last probably five weeks, we've been talking about the Word of God that comes out of our mouth. Proverbs 18, 21 specifically, life and death are in the power of the tongue. And so we've talked over and over about it, and this whole thing in a nutshell is Joshua 1, 8. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you'll meditate on it there and day and night, that you may observe to do all that's written in it, it, written in it, then you'll make your way prosperous and you'll have good success. So the reason I'm throwing all of this out here, I hadn't spoke on this in two weeks, I hadn't been here. And so I want to end this week on, on the power of our tongue, just how powerful words are. You know, that, that people that say they can and people that say they can't, they're both right. You speak that you can over and over, you watch what will happen. You speak you can't, you watch what will happen. Now, I know you probably got there, but I want to jump back to one of the scriptures that we, we really talked about. Mark eleven twenty three. Jesus said this, Whoever will say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be cast into the sea, and not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he saith, he'll have whatever he saith. Now, I want you to think about that. A lot of times when we speak, the things we are literally speaking is a better word is declare. What are you declaring out of your mouth? Because when I look at what Jesus said in Mark eleven twenty three, he said, if you have faith, you will say. If you have faith, you will say. So think about it this way. I'm saying what I have, and I'm having what I say. And in our nation, we have a, a constitutional amendment that's called the free, free speech. But there's nothing free about speech. Life and death are the power of the tongue. And so when I read Mark eleven twenty three, and Jesus says, Whoever will say into the mountain. Because a lot of times people will say this, well, that won't work for me. Well, wait just a minute by making that statement. Jesus himself said, if you will learn to do what I did, you will experience the same results that I did. So this was Jesus right here. And many times we want to think that our predicament, our circumstance, our situation is worse than anybody else's. But Jesus said, Whoever will say into this mountain. So this is where we're going to start at tonight, Proverbs chapter 21. Look at verse 23. Whoever guards his mouth and his tongue keeps his soul from troubles. And just think just a minute what, what was said here through the Proverbs. How do you keep your soul from troubles? You guard your mouth. So right there in that statement alone, it tells me the power, the significance of the words that come out of my mouth. The words that come out of your mouth. The, the message says, 
watch your words and hold on to your tongue and you'll save yourself a lot of grief. Truth. Now, go back just a little bit into the Psalms to Psalm 34. I want to show you another one here. And as we're turning there, there, there's a blessing associated with godly words and faith-filled words. Something happens when I get, get my tongue in line with the Word of God. And you know, the, the Word of God is to be spoken out of your mouth. The Word is nigh or near thee in thy mouth and thy heart. That is the Word of faith we preach. That's all found in Romans 10, verses 6 through 10. So it's a key, guys. Every one of us in this room, I've got to start saying out of my mouth the things that God says about me. I've got to speak those things over my life. I've got to speak those things over my marriage. I've got to speak those things over my children. Even the things in my life at, at work. Uh, Psalm 34, verses 12 and 13. Who is the man who desires life? I desire life. And who is the man who loves many days? Yes, I do. And who is the man that he may see good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. So he tells me here, the person who loves, what did he say to start with? Life, many days, and good. One of the keys in the secrets right here to that is I keep my tongue from evil. I start watching the things that come out of my mouth, and I guard my mouth and my tongue. Now, many times in our life, think about this. Have you ever been around somebody that's really, really godly and you look at them and you think, man, I wish I was like them? Let me tell you this right now. That didn't happen because they were born that way. That happened because they started investing the Word of God in their life on a daily basis. Now, last week Dr. Venter was here. And we were talking to him one day and the question came up to him, how do you keep yourself just full of God all the time? Now listen to what he said. He said that he went and he bought a little finger counter. And he put it on his finger. And he said every day, he said, I would declare the things of God. And he said, I would say stuff like this. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. He said some days he would just say, oh, thank you, Lord Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. So anytime he referenced God in any way, he would click that little thing on his finger. And all he was was disciplining himself to speak the things of God. Now listen to what he said to us. He said when I first started doing it, he said I would do it 300 times a day. And he said, there were days I'd look at my clicker and I'd be way behind and he'd say it. I'd just say, Jesus, 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 Jesus. But you know what he was doing? He was putting the things of God in him. The name of Jesus is the name above every day. And then he said the Lord challenged him. And he moved up to 500 times a day. So throughout the day, he's saying, thank you, Lord Jesus, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. So you know what he's just doing? He's disciplining himself to speak the things of God out of his mouth. Then he went to a thousand times a day. And right now, he's up to two thousand times a day. So you look at this guy and you think, man, he's in tune with God, he hears from God. Well, there's a reason he hears from God, is because he's disciplined himself to do those things. 
So when he was saying that, it did two things to me. You know what? Number one, it, it convicted my heart. And I thought, man, i got to get busy. But number two, it challenged me. That so many times in our life, we want the things of God in our lives, but we don't do the things that we know to do. And so even in this arena, I challenge you. Begin to speak the things of God over your life and find things that you affirm daily in your life. Now, go with me back into the New Testament because this verse right here in Psalms is cross-referenced into uh, 1 Peter 3. Go with me back into 1 Peter chapter 3. If you've never affirmed or, or declared stuff over your life on a daily basis, I encourage you to start doing it. And even if you got to get three by five cards, write them out where you got to start doing it. Probably 20 years ago, I started with 10 affirmations. And I would speak them over my life every day. Every day. And every one of them is aligned with Scripture. And in my life right now, I, I've jumped to over 150 of them a day. And I'm going to tell you, and, and I don't say to lift me higher, I've just found out that any one of us that we speak the things of God in our life, something happens. So on a daily basis, we've been redeemed from the curse of the law. That's Galatians 3.13. So the part of the redemption that we have is life, health, and blessing. So I love to say this right now over my life. I thank you today, Father God, I walk in divine life. That's according to John 10.10. Jesus came to give me life and that more abundantly. I walk in divine life as a man, as a husband, as a father, even now as a grandfather. I speak the life of God over every area of my life today. I walk in divine health according to 1 Peter 2.23. That no sickness or disease comes near my dwelling. That I speak healing over my life. And then the last one is divine blessings. And the Lord said there in, in, in 1 Chronicles 4 through Jabez, He said, O oh Lord, that you would bless me indeed, that you would enlarge my territory, that your hand would be upon me, that you keep me from evil and I cause no pain. He said in Psalm 65 that He crowns my year with His goodness and my paths drip with abundance. And Psalm 68, He said, Daily He loads me with, my, with His benefits. And then in, in, in Genesis 12, he said this to Abraham. He said, I bless you, I multiply you, I make your name great, and I've blessed you to be a blessing. So these are things, and it's just a small tidbit of the things that I've started disciplining myself to do over a daily basis. I'm going to tell you, if you're having areas in your life, start claiming you're an overcomer. I'm an overcomer through Christ Jesus. Where that's that? It's Revelation 12, 11. And it's good where you can be able to quote the Word of God. Now, moving forward, I better get back on track here. 1 Peter, chapter 3, verse 8. Finally, all of you be... Now, there's three B's in verse 8. Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another, love as brothers, be tenderhearted, be courteous, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. Now, my Bible, the very next word on verse 10 says, For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain or restrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Now, you know what's interesting right there? Peter quotes exactly what was said there in Psalm 34. Exactly. 
And when I read the things that he talks about once again to love life and those things, he's telling us one of the ways we become disqualified is with the words of our mouth. So think about this. All day long, I'm either speaking blessings or I'm either speaking curses. I'm either speaking life or death. I'm speaking health or sickness. All day long, that's what's coming out of my mouth. That's what happens here. Now, he, he cross-references this back into James chapter 1. Just turn just a little bit there and look with me. James chapter 1. I encourage you, get a hold of these. Get a hold of these. James 1, 26. If anyone... I want you to highlight that right there. If anyone... Me and you are anyone, just like Jesus in Matthew or Mark eleven twenty three. Whosoever it applies to every one of us. If anyone among you thinks claims he is religious, and does not bridle his tongue or guard his tongue, but he deceives or deludes his own heart, this one religion is useless, fruitless, or empty. So it's interesting right here that I can, I can delude myself just with the words that I speak. I can disqualify myself with the very words that I speak. And so he tells me here, learn to bridle your tongue. And I believe what he's telling us is learn to think before you speak. You know, that gets us in trouble. How many of you have ever really looked at yourself in the mirror? Just examine yourself a little bit. Now, this will be a huge, huge revelation to a lot of us. God created you with two ears and one mouth. He didn't create you with one ear and two mouths. And I believe he did that for a reason. You're close to it. Look at James 1.19. I want you to see this. James 1.19. So then, my beloved brethren... Let every man, who? Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. Now that, that passage there where it says slow to speak, that's cross-referenced into Proverbs 10. And Proverbs 10, 19 says, In a multitude of words, sin is not lacking. So he's telling me once again, over and over through even the New Testament, Pay attention to the words you're speaking. A lot of times we speak too fast. We don't sit back and try to heed the things of God. And I believe it's this, that I learned to discipline myself with the things that come out of my mouth. Now, weeks ago I said this, that years ago when me and Shelley started finding out all these things in the Bible out about our words, we begin to realize, man, we're, we're, we're destroying our faith. You can pray all day, but if you come in there and look at it and say, it's not working, this is happening, you, you negate your faith. And so we realize we're going to have to raise the bar. So we did this. We made a pact that if either one of us ever said anything that didn't agree with the Word of God, the things we are believing for in our lives, the other one had the right to correct us. I told you I hated it because, man, it was running about 10 to 2. She'd get to correct me ten times in a row, and I'd only get to correct her two times. And I really loved it when I got to correct her. I'd say, are you believing that? 
but really it was for my good for the most part because you know what? There were times when life didn't seem like it was going good or fair. I'd just start yakking. Yak, 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 yak. And Shelly would look at me, Holy Spirit Junior, Shelly, and she would say, is that what you're believing for? And I'd say, no. But once again, it was just to begin to make us aware of what are we really believing for? I got to get my mind and my mouth in line with the Word of God. I know i got you going all over the Bible here. Go with me again to, to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. Don't kill your prayers and don't kill the seed by your words. Begin to get a hold of this and begin to apply it, like I said, on a daily basis. You know, Dr. Venter said this as you're turning there. I'm just going to throw this out. He said he reads a minimum of five books a week. I had people that heard them said, we don't read five books a year. You know what I realized the guy's doing? He's speaking the word of God and he's feeding his faith and starving his doubts on a daily basis. Something happens when you hang around God like that. Now here we are, and I'm, I'm going to read most of this passage because I want you to see it all. I'm in Luke 1, verse 5. There was, a de- there was in the days of Herod, the king of Judah a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and in the ordinance of the Lord blameless. They were obedient on the outside and the inside. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren, and they were both well advanced in years. So it was while he was serving as a priest before God in the order of his division, According to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense. Then the angel of the Lord, which was Gabriel, appeared to him standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard. And your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you shall call his name John. Now, when we we read that, we can stop right there just for a second. Once again in this, you'll see this is God's way and God's timing. But evidently, what had John been praying about? Or Zacharias, what had he been praying about? He desired to have a child. And right here, this angel says, listen, God heard your prayer. He's heard your prayer. Keep reading, verse 14. And you will have joy and gladness, and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord, and he shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit, even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and the power of Elijah, to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zacharias said to the angel, How shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife is well advanced in years. So it's almost like Zacharias is saying, Listen, listen here, Gabriel, Mr. Angel. Let me tell you about my life circumstances. Let me tell you that we're both old. That what you're saying is really impossible. 
even though he had been praying about that. So look how the, the angel responds to him in verse 19. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of the Lord. And I was sent to speak up to you, to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place because you did not believe my words which were fulfilled in their own time. So get this here. The angel is telling him, Listen, buddy, because you didn't believe or you didn't agree with what I said, I'm going to mute you. So I think, think about this. Let this sink in just a little bit. Why do you think the angel told Zacharias, I'm going to mute you? Because he knew that if he didn't shut Zacharias' mouth up, Zacharias would ultimately negate the prayer and the blessing. Now, it would be very convenient in our lives if God was up there watching ESPN and he starts listening to us and he sees you or hears you start speaking doubt and unbelief and just goes, but you know what God would rather do? He would rather me and you learn to discipline our own mouths and bless us to help us to speak life out of our mouth over and over where we don't negate the blessings. But when I read this about the things with Zacharias here, I think about this in my life. How many times have I negated or disqualified the blessings that God wanted to do in my, in my life? Because the words of my mouth. I believe it happens a lot more often than, than we think about. And you know what we usually do? We look up to God and say, God, didn't you hear? And he says, I did hear. But you've, you've negated it by the words of your mouth. You've cursed yourself even by the words of your mouth. So think about this, and I will give you this illustration here again tonight. If Jesus walked into this room right now, and he tapped you on the shoulder, and he said, from this moment forward... I'm going to grant to you everything you say exactly as you say it. Would it change the way you spoke? I would hope so. We're always broke. So he's going to grant you exactly as you say it. We're always sick. I guarantee the Hong Kong flu is going to come this year and we're all going to get it. And then you get it and you say, why did we get it? What's up, Lord? Well, you know what? If there's ever a promotion to get it, I'll never get it. Because if I have any type of luck, it's bad luck. And so then once again, we got to stop and just think for a minute. What are we saying? What are we praying? What are we actually believing for? And I know some of you in this room are even praying for loved ones and for children right now. And when you get a bad report, don't stop your feet and start saying, Man, that stuff of God doesn't work. No matter what the circumstances, what I feel or see, the Word of God is working mightily in me. The Word of God is working. It will take place. How do you know it will take place? I want you to go with one more scripture here tonight, and I want this to really get in the inside of you. Go to Isaiah chapter 55. 
Isaiah chapter 55. I believe you can change any circumstance in your life by start agreeing with the word of God out of your mouth. You know, I've been married 33 whopping years now. It's a miracle. But you know, early in our marriage and stuff, man, just, just the difference between men and women, just the difference between how you're raised differently in your, your homes, then you throw in personalities, and I mean me and Shelly are off the chart different, temperaments, all that. I'm going to tell you, I would look at God and say, is this your sense of humor? You know, opposites attract and then opposites react. And so it wasn't good. I mean, we may have one good day and then, yeah, 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 we go at it. But what we begin to find out that in Ephesians 5, God talked over and over about love, respect, honor. And so instead of beginning to say jump, Father God, she's stupid. She doesn't ever hear anything. She doesn't listen. We got into agreement and we began to pray over our marriage and we would pray love and respect. And we would pray this, Father God, that if anything comes out of our mouth, let our words be edifying, exhorting, and encouraging. And you talk about a step of faith. Because when she would get up in the morning and do something that irritated, that was the last thing I wanted to say out of my mouth. But then once again, I realized... The power of the spoken word, the rhema. Now, when I get my tongue in it, and so even to this day, I speak over my marriage all the time. So you guys never fight? No, we don't fight anywhere. We argue. Peacefully. Respectfully. Okay? We still have disagreements. But part of this is learning that even in your everyday life in marriage. Now, I'm in Isaiah 55. Look with me in verse 10. For as the rain comes down and the snow from heaven, but they do not return there or they don't go back there. So think about what he's saying. So when it rains here on earth or the snow comes down, it's here on earth. And what does it come here to earth for? But they water the earth. And because it waters the earth and make it brings forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So we understand what happens when it rains on this place, earth. It causes everything to grow. Think about this about six or seven weeks ago. My yard looked bad. But when God blessed us with all that rain, man, it came to life. Here it came. Well, this is what he's telling us here, that when he rains on the earth, whether water or snow, it's going to give seed to the sower and bread to the hungry. In other words, when it rains, life is going to happen with it. So we jump to verse 11. So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It, the word that goes forth from my mouth, shall not return to me void or empty. And it, the word that goes out of my mouth, shall accomplish what I please. And if the word that goes out of my mouth shall prosper in the things for which I sent it. Now, just as the water comes to water or, or take care of the earth and cause there to be seed and food, what do you think the word of God will do? 
that the Word of God, when it's agreed upon, spoken out of my mouth and believed, it's going to produce. It's not going to return void. And so hold on to that. And just as a farmer, guys, the day he goes out and plants seed, he doesn't go out there the next day and look and say, man, this isn't working. He understands there's a process from the time I plant till the time I harvest. And in Galatians 6, 9, it says, Don't grow weary in doing good, for in due season you'll reap if you faint not. So what do I got to do? Well, just as I water my t- tomato plants on a daily basis, I got to water my spirit man with the Word of God on a daily basis. Remember the, the great evangelist, Miss Wigglesworth, said this. He said, We feed our natural man three hot meals a day, and we feed our spirit man one cold snack a week. And we wonder why we're starving to death. So here's the thing with the Word of God. Get the Word in you daily. Begin to get the Word in you daily. And begin to meditate on it. Begin to think on it. Proverbs 23, 7 says, A man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And then you want to kick faith into another gear? Speak it out of your mouth. Speak it out of your mouth. How do you get born again? You believe in your heart and you confess with the mouth. That's exactly the same way faith works in every arena of our life. I get where I believe it in my heart, and I speak it with my mouth. And when you start doing this, it might not make any sense to you, okay? You may say, man, this is crazy, this is crazy. But the more I speak the word, it's like that tomato plant. It begins to take root in me. And it takes root. And before long, that little top of that tomato plant is coming out. And I speak the word, and I speak the word, and I speak the word, and I keep speaking the word. And before long, you know where it kicks in? Not only am I speaking the word, I'm believing the word. I'm expecting that those things I say out of my mouth will take place. And it will work in any arena of your life. So what's the key here tonight? Find out what the word of God says. Find out what the word says. And then get in agreement with it. Start speaking it, start speaking it, and keep on speaking. How long do I speak it, Pastor, the rest of your life? Just keep speaking. Make it an everyday lifestyle. Just like you have eaten. I know most of you in here eat at least three meals a day. At least. Some of us may eat more than that. How'd that happen? We made it a habit. I mean, most of you, when you wake up, you don't have to have your wife tell you, you need to eat breakfast. You know, I'm going to eat. Well, this is the same thing with the Word of God. If I learn to make it a habit, man, I'm not going to go to work till I get to work. And I'm not talking about having to read 33 chapters a day. But something happens on the way to work while you're in your car. Something happens while you're in the shower when you begin to speak the Word. Man, you are painting pictures on the inside of you. So, that's your homework assignment for this week. Get in agreement with the Word of God. And don't be moved by the circumstances. We're always going to have circumstances, guys. We're always going to have things in our life that seemed impossible, just like Zacharias did. But if I'll mute my tongue from speaking doubt and unbelief and get back over speaking life and blessings, man, God will move. God will move, guys. I've stood on this for, for, for many things even in my life. I just begin to trust God. I'd put my faith out there and just begin to speak to the mountains. 
And you can speak to God just like you speak to another person. And God hears. God hears. How do you know He hears? What Gabriel say to Zacharias? I've heard your prayers. We've heard your prayers. And we're coming on behalf of them. Stand up with me. And you guys are quiet tonight. I may have spoken too fast. I have the abilities to do that. You bow your head. Father God, we love you tonight. We honor you tonight. Lord, I just pray that we crave and we hunger more for your word. And Father God, the truth you said would not only lead us and guide us, but it would set us free in every arena of every avenue of our life. And right now I pray that in here. No matter what ones are going through, at work, at home, maritally, their jobs. I thank you for your word, Father God. And Lord, that we get a hold of it. And that we, we just live out Joshua 1.8. That we speak that. Now, right now, Father God, we ask you to bring this to our remembrance. Help us, Lord, to be swift to hear and slow to speak. Put these things in us that when we open our mouth, blessings come out. Now, Father God, I pray blessings over everyone in this room right now. A great rest of the week. Healing for their bodies, Lord. Lead and guide, but protect. And we give you all the glory tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the podcast. For more information, visit faithchurchlubbock.com.